0: This is an ABC podcast. On ABC Radio, Sport Digital, and streaming on the ABC Listen app. This is Summer Grandstand with Corbin Middlemass. Syrah's bowls to Maxwell, who flays it into the leg side. it has gone out towards deep back with square legs. Attempted diving save. It's going to be unsuccessful because they're coming back for two. And Glenn Maxwell has hit the winning runs. And Australia have won the 2023 World Cup. They're all rushing on to celebrate. The Australians leaping about out there. They have silenced the crowd here in Ahmedabad. But this is a win to shout about for Australia. That's how it finished in Gujarat just a week ago, Australia winning the 50-over, oh, two weeks ago in fact, 50-over title, of course, to be ODI champions for a sixth time, would you believe? It's the first time we've been able to catch up with Andrew McDonald since then. He's the coach of the Australian team. So firstly, Andrew, on behalf of myself and everybody here at the ABC, congratulations on another one hell of an achievement.
1: Yeah, thanks, uh, Corbyn, and uh, thanks very much for having us on.
0: Uh, how, do you, how did you do it? How do you reflect on, on what took place over in India?
1: a long journey. I think uh, a lot of the building blocks are done well before uh, the sort of pointy end of the tournament. Uh, sort of I take my mind back to the top-end series against uh, Zimbabwe and New Zealand when a sort of lot of the plans and how we wanted to play and uh, what sort of formation of teams that we uh, thought could win the World Cup took place. And, yeah, the journey from there is uh, now sort of earmarked as a successful one, which is uh, always what you want. But, um, you know, a big final against India uh, taking on Arguably you know, the best form team of the tournament, but, uh, but we'd like to think that we've got a really good record against India and, and it wasn't a surprise to us internally that we were able to uh, turn the tables on them from, from the early rounds of the World Cup.
0: Mm. Now, what are you most proud of when you look back on it as a, as a tournament overall?
1: I think uh, the way that we're able to stay calm uh, throughout the early stages of the tournament. Um, clearly we didn't have uh, key personnel uh, on the ground. We had a few injuries and a few moving parts, but uh, for the boys to buy into the direction which we're heading in um, and then to ultimately get the, the reward at the end of it all, I think, uh, makes, A, it makes it all worthwhile, but um, full credit to, to Paddy the way that he led and, and we're able to commit to a plan and, and it comes with fruition on that night and uh, that's what tournament play's about. It's uh, it's about nailing when it counts and I, I thought our semi-final and, and, and the final in particular were us at our best and um, that clearly wasn't the case early in the tournament, but to be able to deliver uh, when it counts um, was really proud
0: you are one of the great deflectors of uh, of credit andrew when uh when that's being distributed after such tournaments or whatever there's uh, a bit of success that's been had and this is clearly one of those moments but as a selection group in particular do, do you are you proud of the way that you're able to piece this team together and some uh, big calls that you actually made on the run throughout the tournament that i mean in the end it's it's your fingerprints that are uh that are on this trophy
1: Oh, it's always nice when you make a decision um, that, in hindsight, everyone critiques it as the right decision. But, you know, working with George Bailey, Tanner made, and, and obviously Pat Cummins as captain, we've got a clear way that we go about making those decisions. And, and they don't always work, and they're not always right or wrong, even in hindsight. Um, but just, you know, we had a clear way of uh, getting to the, to those outcomes. And, um, you know, hindsight will say that they were the right calls at the right time. And, uh, yeah, I, I think the Travis Head one was probably our biggest one, in particular when we lost Marcus Stoinis, um, he was unavailable f- uh, for selection in the first game due to an injury, so we're down to 13 players. So there was a few nervy moments there that we might have been a bit short-stacked uh, as we went through the early rounds of the tournament. But uh, to Travis's uh, credit, um, you know, he was able to recharge at home and, and come in, and yeah, he wasn't quite fully fit. Um, I think that was well known to everyone, but um, he was fit enough to go out there and perform. And geez, did he perform that, that cool. knock against New Zealand? Uh, he landed on the ground hot, and uh, and from there he was able to really uh, allow the team to the way that we wanted to play with sort of, you know, attacking that power play with the top three batters. And then we had a bit more stability through the middle to set up for our finishes. So everything worked well once uh, he got back onto the ground.
0: We're used to seeing the Australian cricket team as a very sort of hard-nosed, aggressive type side in the past and and obviously a dominant team. Um, You've been able to do it a different way this side under your leadership along with with Pat Cummins as well. Is there part of you that is is extra proud, I guess, of of that aspect, that you've been able to do it in your own style and you didn't have to do it the way that it's been done in the past?
1: I think any team has its own style because of the people that are in the change room and, and you want to really bring to the fore the personalities that are there at the time. And, you know, it's, it's not from a point of right or wrong, but at the moment the group does it a different way to what it's been done in the past. And I don't think we should be compared to, to what's happened previously and you're not beholden to the past. And and that's one thing. The group knows what they want to uh, achieve. Uh, they know how they want to do it individually and as a collective. So really proud that they can just be themselves and show that. And it really comes to the fore when they go out there and play together.
0: You have often been the underdogs, though, during this period. And, and even right throughout the tournament, there wouldn't have been too many people thinking that you could go to India and beat the host nation given how hot they were throughout. Um, and we hear from the team about you know, keeping the receipts and proving people wrong. And it feels like a, a little bit of a, a motivating factor for this group. Can you do it now the other way and does the psyche have to change inside the group knowing that yeah, I mean you, you've won a T20 title in the not-too-distant past, you're the Test champions, you're the ODI champions, it's a fair claim to be the best team in the world. Does the mentality change in the group given your success?
1: No, not really. I think we'll go about it much the same way and... I think it's the outside that probably thought were more of the underdogs than than what we thought we were. Um, You know, we were pretty clear. I I think the last game in the three-match series against India where we got a lot of our key players back in, in Glenn Maxwell and Mitchell Stark and a few others, and we played at Rajcott and were able to beat India uh, there, and they were close to full strength as well. So that gave us a a really good measuring stick of where we're at going into the tournament. Um, And as I said earlier, I think our previous eight encounters in India, I think it's four all against India. So um, we feel as though we match up really well against them. Um, I think the big opponent for us was probably South Africa. Um, they, they did a number on us in the lead-up uh, in that five-match series over there with um, Claxton and, and Miller in particular, um, able, to, able to navigate through that high-pressure semi-final gave us a shot at India, and, and we we're pretty comfortable that we matched up well against India. And um, you know, we, we made some moves in that game, and that's been well documented. I think the way that Pat changed um, certain strategies and tactics to, to the, um, the way that they were going to play was outstanding, and obviously the toss has been well critiqued as well i think that was a, a brave move but made a lot of sense to us
0: uh andrew mcdonald with me on summer grandstand across the country of course the world cup winning coach he's also the coach of the world test champions and all of a sudden there's a home test summer upon us it all starts again on thursday you can hear it from 12 noon australian eastern daylight time right here on abc radio uh are you ready to go in the longer format uh, andrew for the uh, the test series against pakistan
1: yeah, we feel as though we're well prepared. We've uh, had a little bit of downtime on the back of the World Cup, with certain players not playing in the in the T20 series in India. Um, so we feel as though we've got enough prep time into into the players that will take the, the field in the in the first test there. Um, so we're looking forward to the West Test um, at Perth Stadium. It's a you know it's a surface that traditionally suits us, and we're really excited to be kicking off the the summer in the West.
0: And David Warner will he play in Perth?
1: He'll play in Perth. Yeah, he'll uh, take down that opening spot uh, like he has. Uh, for many a year, so um, he's ready to go. Uh,
0: he's obviously been in the headlines this week. Uh, I'm sure you're in constant contact with a lot of players in the team, but how is he? How is he doing?
1: Yeah, no, he's going well. Uh, he's well prepared. He's, he's had a, I think, they have a launch um, during the week of the summer ahead. So, no, he's in a good frame of mind, ready to go. Um, under no illusions that the, the challenge of Pakistan uh, will be a big one uh, for him, uh, in particular on the back of where he's been, and you know, he's at the... Obviously, the mercy of his own performance. We felt like he did a, a serviceable job during the Ashes, partnering up with Elizabeth and Kawaja. We feel like that combination works well for us. So we look forward to that underpinning a lot of our success uh, during this summer ahead.
0: Uh, he plans to retire, obviously, from Test cricket at the end of the Sydney Test match. That's uh, six hits away maximum. Is he guaranteed to get there to the New Year's Test match?
1: Oh, I think performance is always the, the, the way that we judge um, and pick our teams. So... Uh, at the moment, he's in the best 11 players and uh, he'll be keen to perform and, and to nail then that, that slot uh, at opening. And, yeah, we'll see what unfolds during the summer.
0: Uh, you are a selector of this team as well. And as I touched on earlier in the interview, you have had a lot of success recently, but you're always on a hiding to You've got seven Test matches basically before this India series where, you know, haven't beaten India in Test cricket now in um, in a series, that is, for uh, for obviously almost a decade. What do you say to people that, we'll have criticism of this stage saying, look, we should have been doing more then to basically uh, bring through the, the next opener long-term for Australian cricket.
1: I think the, the philosophy of this selection panel is to pick the best 11 at any given time. And every test is really important with the world test championship uh, points table. And obviously we're the defending champions uh, of that title. So yeah, we've, you know, our philosophy is to pick the best 11 at any given time, and I think the rest will take care of itself. Um, and at this stage, as I said earlier, we've got Dave in our, our best 11. Um, he'll be keen to perform like all the other players that get that first opportunity against Pakistan in the West Test.
0: So at the moment, the coach is on the selection panel. We've seen various iterations of it in the past where the coach has been there, the captain's been there, the captain's not on the selection panel currently. Do you prefer it this way as the coach that, that you have a say over selection of the uh, of the 11 that plays?
1: selectors. anyway. You've got a a nice range. Um, The information coming in is ultimately important. I think at the moment a lot of the information coming from Shield Cricket where Tony automated and and George Bailey spend a lot of their time is really important and and clearly the information that's in front of us as a coaching group um, and and myself as head coach being a part of that selection panel to be able to table that at any given time uh, to the panel of three. I think it's it's really important how we uh, connect and plug in and make those decisions and at the moment, as you said, we've made some good decisions, but we've got to make sure that we keep going through the relevant process to, to keep making the decisions moving forward. And, and we feel like this is a good decision, um, hence why we've made it.
0: Uh, just on Pakistan, obviously your opponents, um, they've got a pretty good pace attack. They're going to a wicket in Perth, which is obviously pace-friendly. What are you? What's your scouting on, on Pakistan, and what can we expect from the tourists in uh, in Perth?
1: Yeah, well... They've got a PM's eleven game that we've been able to critique, albeit it's on a slightly different surface, which has been low and slow. So hard to get a real read there. Um, a lot of the players are familiar to us, um, having you know, played against them in Pakistan, and, and there's a lot of knowledge that comes in through the playing group from around the world, whether it be county cricket and those types of things. But yeah, they'll be spearheaded by Shaheen Shah, um, you know, an outstanding talent. And. I think you know, the, the ability to play him well throughout the summer is going to go a long way to setting the foundation for success. Um, their batting unit, Barbara Azam, um, you know, Shah Massoud coming off a double hundred in that game. Um, they've got some 40 batters, Imam Al-Haq, uh, Abdullah Shafiq. So, um, yeah, they're a good team. Um, we feel as though we can potentially expose them with the conditions in Perth early on in the series, which is which is one of our strengths, we feel. so. Um, but, yeah, they're going to be a, a niggly opponent.
0: Uh, and just lastly, the, the Big Bash is already underway. It's, it's obviously a, uh, an intriguing tournament every year, but particularly with the next major global tournament being the, the T20 World Cup midway through next year in the USA and the Caribbean. When you look at our T20 team at the moment, if we were to play a game tomorrow and you're looking at the very best T20 side Australia can field, how settled is our lineup? do you think? And how many spots are up for grabs in, in this year's Big Bash, I guess, and, and spots for, uh, for players to audition for? Well,
1: there's always spots available. Um... That's the key thing to put front and centre is performance um, goes a long way to, to bedding down a, a spot in that 15-man squad to, to head to the USA and West Indies. So, yeah, there's always spots available. Um, in our mind, we feel as though we've got probably 20 to 22 players that will be you know, trying to vie for those 15 spots. So BBL form is, is always a guide for us. Um, there was a great opportunity in the, the five-match series recently against... India, where we um, saw, um, you know, test our depth and there's some new players that got exposed there against India, which is always a good yardstick um, for for a form line. So, yeah, opportunities will come. We've got some opportunities at the back end of the summer against the West Indies in white ball cricket also. So, there's a long way to go to the T20 World Cup. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're clear with our core players, um, but there will no doubt um, be some people challenging for some positions on the back of a, a failed campaign last time on home soil. So, yeah, we'll be looking to improve that side. There's no doubt about that.
0: Uh Andrew, your time's always appreciated. All the best over in Perth and uh for the summer ahead.
1: Thanks very much, Colb. Thanks for your
0: time. Andrew McDonald, the coach of the Australian cricket team, the all-conquering Australian cricket team at that number one test team in the world, number one uh in the World Cup. Of course winning the uh, the fifty over version short uh a couple of weeks ago and then in the not too distant past, of course, the T twenty title uh that they since were unable to defend at home, but it's been a hell of a run uh, over the last three or four years for the Australian men's cricket team. They start their test summer at home against Pakistan on Thursday. Just repeating, our coverage starts at 12.30pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Look out for the green ABC sport button. So if you're looking for a cricket ball, you'll be looking too long. The green ABC sport button, you cannot miss it. It's got the ABC worm on it. and You'll be able to listen to every single ball of uh, the test match in that spot.